0: Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Oh, well, you know, it's it's a, a loony week, the lunar moon week, and, you know, I'm not sleeping very well, so I'm kind of like, is it morning? Am I supposed to be sleeping? What am I supposed to be doing? i feeling a little... Like- Even like driving around, people are like anxious and on edge a little bit. Yeah, I was noticing um, the traffic just being a little bit odd. I know that's the rain. Yeah, maybe we forgot what it looked like. Yeah, the rain. (laughs) (laughs) No way, that's not true. We have to slow down because it's raining. I guess, please, people, do that. Yeah, be careful. Mm -hmm. Be careful Mm -hmm. out there always. Mm -hmm. And thanks Mm -hmm. for tuning in. You're going to be really, really glad you did. We have a great show. Mm -hmm. And a big thank you, by the way, to my producer, Benny Mathers. Where would I be without you, Benny? Oh, thank you
1: very much. Wait, was it a full moon this week, too? Maybe? It was. Ah, that could be a little adding to the spectrum.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, definitely. And then there were some other things going on in the sky. We'll check in with that in just a minute, real briefly. Uh, But, yeah, if you've been feeling anxious or you've been feeling a little bit out of sorts which the majority of my clients have. Um, I always tell people, go back to the basics. You know, drink water, get some sleep, lay down, do some sky gazing, do some yoga, and more, more importantly, do some laughing. You know, do some singing or dancing or something. Get yourself out of your, out of your funk and, and try to lift yourself up. Uh, even our posture affects that. Like, I was talking to someone yesterday, and, and she just kept looking down, and I said, why don't you just try looking up, like lift your head and look up? And she goes, oh, my goodness, I can't even, I didn't even realize how downward my posture was. And I think that, you know, the mind-body is so connected. I'm never quite sure whether um, I'm looking down, you know, which way did it begin? Did I look down and then I felt down, or was I feeling kind of down, and so then my body went down? You you all understand what I'm saying. So, you know, kind of take a deep breath. If you're sitting in your car, kind of, you know, roll your shoulders around. If you're, you know, putting together your coffee or you got the kids there, you know, just kind of take a deep breath and exhale. And we are here, you know, we're here on planet earth. We're here in our bodies. And, um, one of my clients says every day I get up, he says that my feet hit the floor and I say, yes, watch out. I'm here again. Right. (laughs) And, um, I think he is a force to be reckoned with, so uh, I kind of take that on. So anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 24 years. We always have good stuff going on over at Reiki Oasis, and we try to create um, a healing community, a loving community, and a true oasis where you can come uh, away out of your busy, hectic schedule and... Uh, Allow yourself the time to nurture yourself, and that's the whole idea. We have lots of classes. The Temple of Divine Feminine, which is my monthly class for the women, is the day after tomorrow. It's Saturday, July 20th, and we're going to be doing some wonderful things in there. We're going to have a little full moon lunar eclipse meditation. We're going to do a little Mary Magdalene Feast Day um, celebration We're going to have some cacao. I know it sounds like a lot. And we're going to do, of course, um, the circle of eight healing circles and some uh, ancient (laughs) esoteric mysteries with Isis. Woo! Like, it's. I know, it's a lot. But we have such a good time. The class is from 1230 to 430. You can sign up at com, or contact me, Loretta Brown and uh, at um, ReikiOasis at gmail.com, and I'll give you some information. You can come on over. We are a listener-supported show. Thank you always to my listeners, my anonymous ones, and the ones who put their names out there. Uh, every dollar helps us stay on the air, and we are right on the radio right now. So, And also on live uh, uh, webcam for all of you people watching in on the KKNW 1150 AM Webcam, are you on no. camera, Benny? No, I don't deserve to be on camera. You, you so look ha- amazing, by the way. You match our background. <gasps> I do. Yeah, like like we had planned that. It's or like something. a photo op. Oh,
1: yeah. it's better oh, than that.
0: It's better than He's that. Better Where's
1: than the like, wind poster? Fans, I, I should you know? do that. <laughs> That'd be actually pretty funny if I could just cue that right now.
0: <laughs> you know, because I got to get cue my picture for for our little thing on Area Fifty One. You know, because she's <laughs> what <laughs> want to Be like. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. Selective video, right? You know, it's just really something going on here, right? I can take
1: care of that in post-production if you want. Thank you.
0: All right. All right. Anyway, we're just having a little bit of fun. Um, I do have a Crystal Bowl healing concert coming up Saturday night, July 27th, 7.30 p.m. at Bala Yoga in Kirkland. That is a Saturday night, not a Sunday. Get your tickets from Bala Yoga in Kirkland. And make sure you're going to Bala Yoga in Kirkland. Because they have three locations, and um, other people do crystal bowl healing concerts, but this you're you're listening to Loretta Brown, so come to mine because you know I'm the best, right? That's what we say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're if you're divinely directed to come, because these are divine concerts, and the uh, crystal beings of light always come with me. We have a great time, and um, yeah, oh man, last month was off the chart and of course it will be powerful again so do come on out reiki 2 class the first saturday in august find out more about reiki uh, just contact me or go to the scheduler and get yourself signed up and a big announcement we have decided to move the egypt trip from this october we're moving it out to february 19th to march 4th of 2020 and You know, I just follow guidance. Uh, I am guided with these trips that I do. They're sacred trips. And the timing just kept seemed to be a little bit off for me. So I went into my uh, powers that be, and we came up with moving it to February 19th to March 4th. So if you want to go to Egypt with a beautiful, small group of sacred travelers, please contact me, Loretta Brown at ReikiOasis at gmail.com. And join us. We um, we do it uh, we do it in a very special way. So yeah, love to have you come. And then a quick astrology check in because I want to get my guest on the show. She's got ah oh, so much wonderful stuff to share with us. So yes, we had a full moon lunar eclipse, and it made us all loony. I'm calling it the loony eclipse. And I hope by now you realize how transforming and life changing. It can be for you. Every time we have a new moon, it is a time to set intentions for what you want to bring in, because it's sort of like birthing. Like we go from the new moon is nothing, and then we work our way up to the full moon, which is what we had this week. And the full moon is full illumination. And it always is a time for us to say, wow, what, where am I at? What am I harvesting what do i need to let go of but this particular full moon was called the thunder moon and it was particularly potent i know thunder you didn't mention that last time did you thunder that's pretty descriptive right there. i know it's uh, these these names yeah, kind of come out of like uh, we had a uh, the when we had the solar eclipse it was like the strawberry moon or something and so they have to do with the seasons of the year, but the thunder, I think, is really appropriate because we did start the week with this kind of crazy energy with Pluto and, and Venus was rolling around. <laughs> it totally got you. It got me. Totally was got it was, like, behind me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so basically, Loretta right, had no idea I was doing no that. No idea. I was like,
1: I've got something somewhere.
0: Yes. And he, do it again. So in the studio when that goes off it sounds there's something about sound like it's behind me it was really- and he got me that was awesome you really kind of I loved for a it <laughs> sorry i, didn't mean I to loved you that it bad. no i loved it uh, that was great it was kind of like if someone throws it's water on you be good on the video i know. <laughs> got my face sheer panic I know. No, that's perfect. That's the perfect energy for what we're talking about. Absolutely. And in Vedic astrology, because this is going to fit in, the lunar eclipse was in the area of the sky called Uttara Ashadha, the courageous star of unstoppable victory. I know. Uh huh. And it's symbolized by an elephant's tusk. And this star holds the mighty power of Lord Ganesha, The Hindu elephant god who has the power to destroy even the most stubborn of obstacles. Yeah, it fits. It really, really fits. So, um, this is a very, very auspicious time. It's a very volatile time, like I said, because um, the volatile planet Pluto is also riding something called the snake's tail in the sky. And this lunar eclipse could trigger dramatic events, and it's been a little dramatic this week, hasn't it? Or feel like an exorcism of hungry ghosts. Mm-hmm. So, problems that can no longer be ignored need to be handled now, and bad habits can be broken. So, it will be supportive in that way. Clean out your closets, detox, clear the end air with friends and family in positive ways, hopefully to channel this Eclipse energy. Um, I do get a little word of caution. This is such volatile energy. Be very cautious starting new projects right now or signing legal documents or making long-term commitments uh, in just the next day or two because um, just kind of wait a day or two. Things will settle down and then always go with, um, you know, your own high, higher uh, intuition which helps us break free from old patterns that can kind of get us stuck. So... Anyway, time for great changes, and I know a lot of you want to make changes, but I'm also reminding you, please ground yourself. Any activity that reminds you you're in a human body grounds you. Um, drink water, sleep, eat healthy food. This is not a time for excessive things, and uh, keep breathing. Keep breathing. We need you here, all of you lovely listeners and light workers. You're going to love my show today. My guest is the amazing Mary Helen Hensley. She is a metaphysical healer, a chiropractor, an international inspirational speaker. She has authored numerous books, including Promised by Heaven, The Chakra Fairies, I love that title, The Pocket Coach, and she co-authored the recent number one bestselling, Bringing Death to Life. We're going to talk about her newest book today, and, and I don't know. She might have eight or nine books, but the newest book is called Understanding is the New Healing, Miraculous Recoveries from Physical and Emotional Trauma. And um, Mary Ellen, uh, or Helen actually lives in Ireland, but um, it, it's so good to have you on the show today. Thank Welcome. you.
2: I was listening to all of that, and I'm like, man, I'm on the wrong coast. <laughs> I'm missing all the fun. You can come out.
0: We'll just open the doors, and you can just come stay with me, I'll Mary Helen. A, I'll
2: miss it by a week. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got it. Well, you have such an interesting story, and I know a lot of us out here on the West Coast, we may not have heard of you, Mary Helen. This is our time oh, to boy. be introduced to you. So could you tell us tell us about yourself? and? My goodness, I don't know. That's a big question. You might have to go back to your childhood. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh my gosh. You know, and I'll throw a little words out there because, you know, I've read your book, believe it or not. And, um, you know, you talk about Judge in there mm-hmm. and you talk about the thread that runs so true and well, and you had a car accident. So, Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us all about okay. you. Okay,
2: well, first of all, I'm going to say thank you very much for having me. And thanks, Benny. Oh, you're welcome. Because we couldn't be doing what we're doing without your Aww. thunder and lightning. Thanks. Welcome back. <laughs> thanks. So, um, okay, so me, um, Understanding is the New Healing, it's actually my ninth book. And um, so I'm here in America on tour, and it's so much fun because I get to talk about these stories. Because mm-hmm. these stories are the people's stories. Um, my first book, Promised by Heaven, which is actually a compilation of my first three books, um, they're about my story. And while that's all fun and we like to hear about our own story, the the magic and the juice for me is in other people's stories. Mm. Because um, what's better than stepping in the shoes of one of your fellow travelers and finding out what's going on for them? And, um, you know, but for me briefly... Um, I've been strange from the get-go. My mom was (laughs) pregnant with me um, 50 years ago, 51 years ago, I guess. And um, she had the German measles. And long story short, my father, who was a minister, got a visit during the pregnancy because they had been warned, look, this is not going to go well. It was in the first trimester, and um, things aren't going to be okay. And you need to just kind of get your heads around that idea. And so my dad gets this visit from what he describes as an angel with no wings. And Mm. we're like, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, yeah, Mm mm-hmm. And so basically he's told that not only will I be okay, but I'm going to come in with some very unique abilities. And so sure enough, I was born and everything was okay. And I guess I was about three or four when the conversation happened, which is when my parents sat me down and went, you know, You're you're talking about Grandfather Judge all the time, and um, you're telling us all these things, and yes, they're true, and these are are things that happened in his life, but do you know the difference between alive and dead? And I'm like, three or four, and I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And this is when all of us came to realize that, yes, what the celestial being had said was coming to fruition, because I was you know, doing things with my grandfather, hanging out with him all the time, and he'd been dead since I was one. Oh, wow. So that's kind of how all of that began. And so growing up in a Southern Baptist household uh, with the kid who can see dead people and is having the, the dreams and things are happening, and, um, you know, it was a, it was an interesting time for my parents because it was happening in front of their faces, and they couldn't deny it but it didn't quite fit in their box.
0: You know, and, um, I, I I want to ask a question, and, and yet I want you to continue, but I've got a couple of questions.
2: This is go ahead. a
0: very amazing story because I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I'm a mom, right? Mm-hmm. And what would I do if visitors came and told me these things? Your father, if I understand correctly, was a pastor, right? Yeah,
2: uh-huh.
0: So was this uh, within the realm of his... Uh, belief or understanding uh, no <laughs> no
2: you... <laughs> it, it quickly became that way uh-huh.
0: so but you you kind of jumped into a an odd space to be born into didn't exactly you? Yeah. yeah
2: it started from the get-go I mean my mother was already over my mom was over 40 so I mean you're talking back in the 60s uh. and um she was already over 40 and then throw in the German measles thing on top of it this was Mm. It was already not a good scenario.
0: Yeah, not a good scenario.
2: And so, you know, when they got that, where he got that visit, and it was just always funny because that's where the title of my first book comes. Because from the time I was very small, he always referred to me as "Promise." If I was in trouble or if I had, you know, I was anxious about something or whatever, um, the term that he used was, you know, "Would you relax? You're promised. Everything's okay. You're promised." Mm. um and that's mm. where that came from and so that's why i ended up naming the book that um
0: when did you first hear that story of of the promise you know that you'd be okay
2: oh when i was really small when you're really small yeah so it that was, the was the kind of thing there. that they pull out when you know like if i was not feeling good or if something had happened at school or you know i was anxious or worried about something um that story would emerge, and that—that's kind of how that came to pass. Plus, you know, you're a little kid, and you know, Mr. Jones is dead down the street, and you told him two days earlier that mm. it was going to happen. I mean, mm. it—it it, was—it was odd, and it wasn't because I, I guess because I didn't know any different. So, you know, people are like, "Oh my gosh, that must be so weird." What would be weird is if I couldn't do this stuff because I've always done it. So. You know, it was right off the bat we started that way. And so growing up, I was having the weird prophetic dreams about, like, my dog and the neighbors and people from our church community. And, um, you know, it was just an interesting time. But then I got to college. And, you know, you're a, a surly 18-year-old. I was a cheerleader. And, um, you know, you're, you're trying to fit in and be cool. And so being the weird kid who saw the dead people and all, I kind of tucked that away. But you couldn't deny it because it was still happening all around me, and so I actually became an insomniac, mm. and I I did not go to sleep at night because in my eighteen-year-old head I thought that it would things wouldn't happen if I stayed awake. So I was like a walking zombie for about four years, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but and it was funny, you know. I always tell the story of uh, that the, I was using my abilities to this extent. I would write down the score of the basketball game. I would go cheer at the basketball game. We'd come back. I'd pull the score out of my underwear drawer. Everybody would look and go, oh, my gosh, that was a, that was what the score was. And we'd crack open a beer and have a laugh. Um, so that was me <laughs> serving humanity. Um, so the powers that be decided that uh, it was time for a little wake-up call. So when I graduated from college, I was six months out, and I had graduated with degrees in um communications, and graphic design. I would moved to Charleston, South Carolina. I was working with my big fat degrees, mopping floors, in a sign company. And um, I was on my way to a Christmas party. It was December fourteenth, 1991. And I came to an intersection which became the crossroads of my life because it was right there that my entire paradigm not only shifted, it exploded in my face into a million pieces. And a man was coming through a red light at 75 miles an hour and I was already crossing the intersection to go down the other lanes of traffic and I looked left and he was coming at me and everything just slowed down and that was that was when I realized oh we can bend time oh oh, how cool we can bend time everything slowed down and in that moment I realized I had the choice to stay in my body and experience the impact or I could leave and it was the it was that moment I was like, oh, hang on a second. I, I am not that body. I can leave that body. So I suddenly am aware again that I'm the traveler inside of that body. Mm. And that I can leave that body and watch the accident take place. Or if I felt like I needed to experience the pain of the impact before I took off and died, I could do that too. And I was like, yeah, no, I think I've got that. I'm good. <laughs> and um, so up I, up I went. And I was out of the body looking down, and everything sped back up again, and I watched the accident take place.
0: Wow. So in that split second, you made that choice.
2: In that split second, I made that choice, and what was so interesting was that I had the ability to make that choice.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm following you.
2: Because, you know, up until that moment, I was 21 years old, with everything that had been part of my life here... Um, everything I had experienced within my own family, within my, my schooling and all this, that had never come up.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask that, that question. That was not a Sunday
2: school lesson. Yeah. Okay. guess what? When you are getting ready to exit your body, you have a choice on how that happens. Um, mm-hmm. But it did, and and that's exactly what happened. And so there I am, out of the body, and suddenly, even after having all of the weird things that had happened to me all of my life, seeing the dead people, hanging out with Judge, you would think I would be deeply entrenched in the idea that we live before we've lived, you know, we'll live again. Um, there's something beyond the, the 3D plane here. And yet still I was human. And I remember just feeling this overwhelming relief as I was outside of the body looking down and going, oh, my God, I still know who I am. Um, I think it's human nature, mm-hmm. no matter how spiritual mm-hmm. we are, no matter mm-hmm. what we've, taken on as our personal belief system. I always think that there's something just tiny little ember burning in the back of our brains. What if we just cease to exist? What if when we're done we just that's it. And right. we just simply don't matter anymore. And I think that's a that's a human thing. And I just remembered the relief in that moment going, Oh gosh. I know exactly who I am. I'm still here. You know and I I
0: think that's such a comforting thing. Oh I boy, I've had was, it was so <laughs> many uh, people uh, passing lately, and and my clients, you know, losing peep, friends, and I've been asked that question a lot lately. Like, mm-hmm. what what happens? You know, mm-hmm. do we just dissolve just cease to exist?
2: He just disappear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was so relieved when that wasn't the case, even though I knew and had seen evidence of, and had grown up with just day in day out proof of that. That little part of our human minds that just is. is Terrified that we simply won't matter anymore. It just dissolved, and it was wonderful. And so there I am floating around in this great sound It was all about the frequencies. There was this tone in the background, and while this low kind of drone was playing, I was still connected to Earth somehow. Mm. And I always describe this. I play Irish music, and um, I love the Ilian pipes, which are the elbow pipes. And they're like a smaller version of the bagpipes. And when, they're get, when that guy's getting ready to play, there's this beautiful sound, this low drone. And for me, it represents a sense of excitement because it means a really good session is getting ready to happen. And there was that kind of a sound. So that low, steady drone was in the background while I was still watching what was happening on the ground. So I think that that was me still connected to the body, but out of it at the same time. Mm. And so... And watched all sorts of things happen, um, people come up, look in the car, uh, the police arrive, uh, switching the car off and all, and then all of a sudden that sound changed, and it was like this symphony, and that's the best way I can describe it, I always call it the music of the spheres, um, sounds that we I've never heard here before, and it just was incredible, and it lifted me. And this is where the whole tunnel of light thing happens that I that didn't actually see because in one second I was here, and in another second I was somewhere else. But it was accompanied by that sound. And so these beautiful sounds and tones are playing, and I land in this new space, and I am no longer looking at my accident. I'm no longer looking at Earth, and I'm somewhere else. And the texture of the atmosphere was palpable. This was so cool. Um, It was like pulling taffy nearly the atmosphere around me. And I was not in, obviously, a physical body, but my energy body still had form. So it wasn't like I was just this blissed out ball of light. I was still aware of having form and shape. This was really cool. So I'm just kind of hanging out in that space. And you're like, there you are, feeling high as a kite, best you've ever felt in your life. And it was just, you're you're kind of bathing in that. That's the way I can describe it. You're just soaking it in. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're shaking off the heaviness of having just been inside of a body. And it's like having this beautiful shower and washing off all of the dirt. And I've often described to people when they ask, what did it feel like? If you can imagine being outside, I don't know where you all are right now, but it is hot. Where I am, it's, it was 98 yesterday, and we're in the sultry south, and it is sticky. And I'm a menopausal, middle, middle-aged <laughs> woman. And so it is super fun, let me tell you. <laughs> and I was at Bush Gardens, amusement park, with my children the other day, and I was so hot, I looked like a swollen tick who was about to explode. And I was sweating, sticky, hot bloated, miserable in my body. And when I came back in to the hotel late that night and I got into that cold shower, that was the best feeling I have ever had. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so if you can imagine being that hot and sweaty and sticky, and you've been out and you're working or doing whatever, and you were to come in the back door and you were to peel off the sticky clothes. For me, it's taking off the bra, the confines of the bra. (laughs) And you were to drop that down by the washing machine and go and have that most glorious shower. The last thing that you are thinking of when you are in the shower is the dirty clothes that are sitting next to the washing machine. Mm-hmm. And that's what it felt like leaving the body. Mm-hmm. You know, you were in it. You're glad. Thank, thank you to my clothing for covering, my, covering me up while I was walking around the amusement park. How amazing. Um, but. I had no desire to put them back on.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, you know, I I was glad I had them, but absolutely no desire whatsoever. I wasn't thinking twice about it. And that was the same way it was with my body. I wasn't thinking twice. It was there. It had served me, and now it wasn't. And um, I didn't identify as that body. I identified with that body as the clothes. Hmm. And so... I'm sitting in that atmosphere, and out of the atmosphere step these beings. And this is where I can't wait to see the movie, because this was absolutely mind-blowing. It was like the air in front of me started to take shape. And when it took shape, it took shape in the form of these two beings. They took on a male appearance, older gentleman, because that's probably what my mind perceived wisdom to be at that stage. You know, it would look very different today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very, very different. They'd be showing up in glitter and sequins with long flowing hair. Yep. Um, (laughs) But that's what they looked like then. And so they sat there and they waited. And I sat there looking at them going, I think I'm supposed to know who you are. And it took a little while and they waited very patiently. And suddenly the penny dropped. And these were my guardians. Mm. And I remember that moment so well going, oh, my gosh, we have, oh, my gosh, we have guardians. They're with us all the time. You can't be alone. You are in your darkest moments when you feel like everyone has banded you. There is always someone there. And they are literally there with the hand behind you the same the same way as when a parent is standing behind a child who's taking his first step. Yeah. They've got the hand right underneath the little bum, and they're right there if they're going to fall. That's what it's like all the time. They're there all the time. So you can't be alone. And it was so amazing to see them. And then when they allowed me the time and space to remember who they were, we celebrated afterwards because I was so excited to go, oh, my gosh, you've been with me um, forever. (laughs) There's a forever. There's a forever that existed before I became human and a forever that exists
0: after. I love that.
2: And it was so amazing. So So amazing.
0: We're going to take a little station break, and I'm doing it as a cliffhanger on purpose. (laughs) So if you're listening, this is the original Loretta Brown show. My guest today, Dr. Mary Helen Hensley, and she's telling her amazing story. Her new book, Understanding is the New Healing. And um, I stopped her right in the middle of her story of, I mean, she's out of her body right now, talking to her guardians and um, uh, her angelic guardians spirit guardians and uh, when we come back we're going to hear more so don't go away
1: did you know that reiki healing can be done at a distance it's true so let reiki oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress grief sadness anger and so much more convenient personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being during your appointment find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies if you want help with your disease, ease visit reikioasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit reikioasis.com today. Right now, Doctors Without Borders medical teams are operating in some of the most remote and dangerous corners of the world. When front yards become front lines, when disaster erupts, when disease rages, when communities collapse under crisis, at the crossroads of conflict and epidemic where there are no hospitals. That's where we operate. We go where conditions are the worst because that's where we're needed most. In nearly 70 countries, we're saving lives threatened by violence, disease, malnutrition, and catastrophic events. Donors are vital to our mission. Your response is critical to our response in places where a few others will go. That's where we operate. Learn more at doctorswithoutborders.org. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150KKNW.com.
0: <laughs> Benny, you're awesome. You're just awesome. I think our guest said it best. I
1: mean, our show should be wrapped around, well, who was the character you mentioned there, Mary Helen? Thor. There we go.
0: Thor. It's a tribute to ah, Thor. <laughs> the hammer of Thor. I love it. Anyway, (laughs) welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show. I'm Loretta Brown. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com or at the Loretta Brown show. KKNW, right? And my guest today, Dr. Mary Helen Hensley. And she is just absolutely an amazing woman. Her new book, Understanding is the New Healing. You might as well just go get it right now because it is full of stories of real life and I mean, back of the hair, back of the neck, hair-raising tails. We'll get to that in a minute, but you should just get it and read it; it'll change your life. And uh, Mary Helen, before the break, you were uh, telling us Last about is your so car. Freshly
2: dead. Yes, you were
0: <laughs> freshly dead. <laughs> you were freshly dead, to having a conversation with uh, uh, two two beings that were appearing as older men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Yeah. So,
2: um, so much happened during that time. I mean, like you know, every every idea that I had about how how life works, everything was just blown to smithereens, and it was incredible and very expensive. But the long and the short of it is, I made a decision to go back, mm. and. It's interesting because there's a fellow, when I'm on the West Coast, there's a, an author called Peter Bedard, who's a really dear friend of mine.
0: I know Peter.
2: You know Peter? I,
0: he's he's, I, he's darling. I adore him. He's
2: my gay twin.
0: Yeah, mine and, too. Um, we must be twins too then, Mary Oh Helen. my gosh, we're yes, triplets. We're triplets.
2: <laughs> and, um, but Peter and I do a lot of speaking together. And what's so interesting about it oh. is at this point in Peter's story, he did not want to go back. He was like that kid from Christmas Story, you oh, know, yeah. being pushed down the slide by the face with somebody's boot and, like, screaming, um, don't send me back. And me, I'm all like, yay, I get to go back. Um, And so it presents a really fun um, dichotomy in this story because people's stories are different, and that's what makes us so wonderfully unique. Um, For me, it was a no-brainer. I was going back, and I couldn't wait to go back. You know, I knew I was going back into a body that was now suspended in a car that's been smashed. My head's gone Mm. through the window. My neck Mm -hmm. was broken. Oh. Um, But you know when you're out of body and you're like, um, you know, it's kind of of like if you've been out on a night out and you've had too much to drink and you could do anything. Yeah. Well, when you're out of body and you're in that space of divine love and wisdom, you're like, yeah, give me that body back. I can handle it. No problem. And so back I go back in into this smashed up body and then the – the trek back to healing begins, and it's a long and arduous road.
0: Oh, um, wow.
2: But that's why I always love to speak with Pete about this, because his was like, I was not going back. I did not want to go back. I got pushed. I was forced. I did not want to do this. And then it, he talks about the deep depression that he went into afterward. Yeah. My experience was the polar opposite. Um,
0: Let know, me so put a little plug in there for Peter Bedard, for you guys listening. Uh, oh, Peter yeah. Bedard does convergence healing, oh, and amazing. and he's out here on the west coast. He's down south, California. Yeah, he
2: is. Yeah, he's in L.A. He's, he's amazing,
0: and he's he, amazing tea, and he's just great. So yeah, anyway, please. Is, yeah.
2: So you know, yeah. his whole gig is talking about how he worked himself up from this horrendous state of depression, um, back into the space and light that he's in now, which is so helpful and so useful to people because there are an awful lot of people out there. Who, without having had to go through the whole car crash scenario, have found themselves in the depths of that kind of despair. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't that girl. I've never really. Um, I can empathize with that. I can, you know, I can, I can connect with people on that level. But me personally, that wasn't part of my story. So I think it's really, really useful and very important that people get both sides of that, because for me, I'm like, yay! I was dead. It was amazing. Oh my god! You guys, wait till you see stop worrying about anything and then I came back in and I'm walking around like this uncontrollable beam of light mm. and I'm so excited and so grateful to be back on the earth and and I'm like oh my gosh you know life is but a dream this is amazing make the most of it you know let yourself off the hook grab the bull by the horns all every cliche you can think of that was me <laughs> um and then Pete's like I'm dying over here I'm actually dying over here I can't stand this I can't believe I had to leave that infinite beauty to come back into this. And he tells, his whole work involves helping people to move out of that space. My whole work involves coming in that space from a different door. And it's, you know, guys, you don't have anything to worry about. This is is by your own design. And so, you know, I've spent the last, gosh, 29 years telling that tale and explaining to people that we already are that which we seek. Um, We spend all of our time looking looking for something, where am I, who am I, what's my purpose, we're doing it, guys, we're we're in it right now. You are your purpose, and you are also your own creator, and that, that unnerves a lot of people. I would have never created this kind of angst in my life. I would have never chosen for my partner to die prematurely. I would have never chosen, and the list goes on. And because we are so deeply ensconced in our story, we forget that we've created them in the first place. And the whole point of that being growth and expansion mm-hmm. through experience in the 3D world and the five senses of the human form.
0: You know, um, because I deal with that a lot in in what I do with people I know you do too, which is why did this terrible thing happen to me mm-hmm. and uh, where's God, right? And this can't possibly, I must be off my life path because if I was on my life path, these bad things wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. Right. And um, I want you to talk just a little bit because in your in your book, and I know that this uh, this was a life changing event for you. I think that your your abilities were enhanced, and mm-hmm. and you have the ability to put your hands on people and to get uh, downloads about them or see things. But I want you to talk a little bit about past lives because your book is in two sections. The first part is a lot of past life things, and then mm-hmm. the the second part is. Very strange, unusual tales. Very of...
2: strange, unusual tales, <laughs> yes. That's what that chapter says. High called.
0: strangeness. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, the, the whole past life thing happened. What You know, basically what you were referring to was the fact that, okay, after this accident, I come back in and I'm completely different. Mm-hmm. I now, in addition to being able to see the dead people and having the dreams, I now possess this ability to put my hands on somebody, which now at, at this stage in my life, I don't even have to put my hands on them. I can be across the world and it'll happen. Oh,
0: good. I was going to ask that yeah. question for people um, who will want to connect Yeah, it with was you.
2: something I grew into. Okay. You know? um, and download, basically, their hard drive. And that doesn't mean that I know every single detail about everything that happens in their life, because trust and believe, I get a lot of looks, because people are, like, wondering, what is she saying right now? Like, if I'm in the grocery store getting my frozen veg i am not looking at your aura you know like it's um it's there and it's there but i'm not i'm not always trying to read people um and that's. i think a lot of people get nervous about that um, yeah i was gonna like ask that.
0: about that too it's yeah the
2: relevant information mm-hmm. if you were coming to me for healing or if i happen to be in the vicinity of someone who might have one chance to connect with somebody or one chance to get a vital piece of information it's going to come through that's how it works and um So I went for years then doing these healing sessions where I'm working with people and, um, you know, we're connecting to their loved ones. We're, We're setting them, you know, back on course when they think they've gone off, which is actually just an illusion. And all these great things are happening. So then I go off one weekend and I go to write, I don't know which book it was, but one of the books. And I get three days away. And I've had this glorious three days where I'm writing, 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 and my children are at a babysitter, 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 and I am in heaven for three (laughs) days. And I come back, and this lady meets me on the street who happened to know that I was gone. And she goes, oh, gosh, how was your weekend away? Oh, my goodness, it was fabulous. I got so much writing done and blah, blah, blah. And she said, hey, just out of curiosity, are you including anything about past lives in this book you're writing? And so I go, just like this, nah, and I'm holding my fingers together like the size of about an inch. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I know that stuff happens, but it's like this, and I'm gesturing an inch, (laughs) as opposed to this, where I'm gesturing a mile. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to really put anything about that, because it's just not really a huge part of what I do. And, you know, I get it. I know it's out there, whatever. The very... Drive her kids to school but can't get out with them out of the car. She has to sit in the car. She goes to the store, and she has to park the car in front of the front door in case she has to make a run for it. This, over the course of a few weeks, trickles down to now she's trapped in her home, and this was now two years later. So she has not left her home in two years, and her family literally surrounds her like a posse and puts her in the car and walks her surrounding her to the front door of my office and dumps her there and goes, we have nowhere else to go. And this woman is terrified because it's the first time she's been out of her home in two years, but she's surrounded by the family, and they're like, you've got to help. And so it was with her that this massive past life story unfolds, and she had reached the same age in this lifetime that she had been murdered brutally mm. in, this, in the in the lifetime before this one. And so I'm like, ha, ah, okay, yeah, that's interesting. And thinking back to what I'd said the day before, feeling like an idiot, But I guess they thought that wasn't enough because for the following six months, every session, and I work every day of the week, every session became a
0: past life story. Oh.
2: So they were like, yeah, you know, if you're going to be out on the public platform, you want to be careful of what you say. And so they couldn't just suggest that or just show me once. It was six solid months of past life stories that were life-changing for people, <laughs> as in the medical community couldn't find out why this person had this ailment, um, this emotional distress, this physical disorder, whatever, and it was tied directly to a past life thing that I had to go in and find and, you know, shatter that connection, um, connect the dots for the person or whatever for them to be able to move on for their life, with their life in this lifetime. So that's how that whole first section of the book started, because I made a stupid, throwaway statement, nah, you know, no, it really doesn't affect that many people, and then bang. So I learned my lesson really well, and the stories were so fantastic. I was like, they deserve a book of their own, so I dedicated the first half of this book to these stories. Mm. And then, so people wouldn't get caught up in the idea, oh gosh, everything that happens to me is happening because of a past life story. I equally did a second half of the book of stories that weren't related to past life issues, showing as broad of a spectrum that I could of, of how we get ourselves into situations, how our bodies show us where we need to go, how they're the perfect meter of, of things that we need to change, implement in our lives, and those stories. So it's a balance of past and present.
0: So I, uh, I'm kind of giggling a little bit because, yeah, be careful what you say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they – they, the infamous they, like people are like the infamous are, they. Who, who are they, right? Uh, but uh, uh, I think they have a great sense of humor. Oh, impeccable. Yes. <laughs> so they uh, brought brought the understanding to you, the understanding, yes. and and I love the title of this book: "Understanding is the new healing." Understand. Yeah, and interesting,
2: Loretta. you know it was going to be initially, "Understanding is the new forgiveness," and then oh. I was like. Mm, that doesn't really gel with what I believe, so I don't think I can use that as a title for this book. Because what I have learned over many, many years of of healing and watching where people go with their traumas and how that affects their bodies and how they get out of this. And it's be, you know, it's become a very it's a new agey thing, it's a it's a, a very spiritualist elite thing to talk about. Well, you know, you can't get better. You're not going to heal unless you forgive x y or z mm-hmm. and so i'm like you know i'm sitting in ireland and i'm in in the in the trenches and i've got you know a 50 year old man on the table who was raped by a priest when he was 10 and you know it just seemed odd for the words to come out of my mouth you know what dude unless you forgive that priest that raped you you're not going to get well like are you kidding
0: mm-hmm. listen
2: to what that sounds
0: like hmm yeah. So
2: basically you're saying, unless you forgive the atrocity, then you're going to remain sick. And I'm like, there is something inherently wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I totally danced away from using forgiveness and went back into the understanding. Because if I take that same 50-year-old man, and I explain to him that he is master of all that he creates. He is captain of his ship. He has come as an omnipotent, divine, eternal, and soul that cannot ever be hurt, and he's put himself in a human body. And he's put himself in that body to experience what it means to be human, all of the emotions, the highs, the lows, the pain, the agony, the suffering, and the joy. And if you present the opportunity to him that, hey, quite possibly the priest who came in and did that awful thing to your body can't actually harm who you really are. So if you can look at this as an opportunity for growth and expansion, that the soul who crossed your path and did that really awful thing to you was actually there to present you with something so horrible, so horrendous, that you got the chance to learn how not to become that thing. You aren't the rape that's been stopping you from doing everything wonderful in your life for the last 40 years. That's just a thing that happened to you. And if you can help the person in that moment identify from the fact that they are not that thing, but they are a being that experienced that thing, then a new understanding sets in and they let themselves off the hook. They are no longer the rape victim. They are no longer the disempowered individual that something horrible happened to. They are this divine empowered soul who recognizes that they chose to come to the fallible and imperfect planet Earth, the dichotomy of dark and light to experience both things simultaneously. There's nowhere else in the cosmos that offers this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden they go, oh, oh gosh, I'm not that right. That's just something that happened to me in this body. And you can literally see the light turn on in their eyes and the power seeping into every pore and for them to understand that they can walk out and create and they can handle anything that happens to them from that day forward it's incredible and that's why understanding is the new healing and not the new
0: forgiveness um i think you very eloquently just verbalized um your entire purpose here that's Pretty beautiful much. yeah that's that's powerful uh this idea of forgiveness um Quite a few years ago, now I started telling people, just stop, let go of that. You, it's not about forgiveness, right? It's about, and I love your your comment. It's about understanding what this is all about. You are understanding not allows end.
2: you to still be angry about something yes. really bad that happened to you. That's right. And anger can sometimes be a really great emotion. Yeah, yeah, because it drives us to make different choices, and well, it allows us to interact with people in a different way. We set boundaries differently. Yeah. And anger, it can be so useful, and it's got such a bad rap.
0: Well, and and everybody falls into, but I've got to be a good girl, and good girls don't get angry. I'm like, you've got to stay oh, with please. that. Let yourself feel that emotion. It's, yeah. it's, it's
2: about as useful as big girls don't cry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big girls don't cry. Anyway, uh, yes, that's exactly right. It's my
2: party, and I cry if I want to. I cry if
0: I want to. That's right. <laughs> Um, So my guest is Dr. Mary Helen Hensley. I'm really plugging her book, Understanding is the New Healing, Miraculous Recoveries from Physical and Emotional Trauma. You talk about everything in here. You talk about the big cancer word, Mm -hmm. right? And I know a lot of people come in to see me and they're like, well, what did I do wrong that I attracted this? You know, what did I do? Oh,
2: please read this book, people. Please Please read this book because it is not about what you did wrong. It's about... You utilizing the greatest tool, which is your own body, to get your attention. Because sometimes we can be a little thick. Believe it or not, the, the writing can be on the wall and the cars are on the table and we still don't get it. And the body is an incredible barometer of where we are. And if we are not focusing our time and love and attention where it needs to be, because in reality, as Emanuel Swedenborg, the incredible 16th century mystic said, You are what you love, and what you love is what you give your attention to. Mm. And if we have missed that principle somewhere along the way, and we're giving our attention to things that we do not love, our body has this great way of creating these little disease processes to go, hey, over here, sunshine, pay attention to this. And it's got a great way of showing us how we've given our power away. It has a great way of showing us where our, our anger has tripped us up and gotten us into spaces because... We didn't just experience the emotion of anger. We set up camp there, and we stayed. Mm-hmm. We pitched a tent, built mm-hmm. a fire, and we're roasting marshmallows. Yeah. And so cancer and any other disease process is just a fantastic way of the human body getting your attention when you've kind of when you've drifted, when you've, when you've got that whole ADHD going on, you know, attention dialed to a higher dimension, and you're not paying attention.
0: Yeah, you got a little off-kelter there. We're down to about a minute. What do you hope people take away from this book, and how can they find you?
2: I'm on Amazon. It's everywhere. Yay. You know, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. I'm currently on book tour, and you can follow that. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Mary Helen Hensley, or go to my website, MaryHelenHensley.com, and it'll all be there. Um, but, yeah, listen, I thank you so much because it's I'm I'm, I'm out here sweating, and <laughs> I'm in the grind. <laughs> well, send but I'm some... on the book tour in the south. Because I'm smart like that, that you would do this in the summer um, when it's really hot. But listen, it's all worth it because I'm out there. I'm telling a story. I'm going to bang this gong until the day I die because, guys, we are so amazing. We're just so awesome. And the whole point of this book is that you don't have to die to discover that like I did. (laughs) I was just a little slow to the game. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, well... (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm in there with you, uh, my triplet friend. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, this is uh, Loretta Brown and uh, my guest today, Dr. Mary Helen Hensley, her book, Understanding the New Healing, and so much love and blessings to you. Thank you for your work on planet Earth. Thank you,
2: and thanks thanks. for having me. And, Benny, thanks for clapping your hands and making that thunder, making it all happen.
0: (laughs) Wish I was that dominating.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, be be, be nice to
0: each other out there, everybody. Drink some water, and so much love to you all. We'll talk to you next time.